0: Welcome and you're listening to Geekologist Radio, a division of the Ninja Pancake Family of Podcasts. Hey, it's Nick, and welcome to Geekologist Radio, Well we're going to take you through our hype train at first, because we're jumping right into some new music here, and then we'll take you into our queue. First up, I have Silver here and Damien, and I'm going to be running this thing for the first time, so everybody can just bash me on Twitter if they like.
1: I do that anyway.
2: Oh, man. You'll do all right. You'll do all right.
0: <laughs> so first up in our hype train, it's Silver with uh, Jumanji here, um, the, another rock-driven movie, like we talked about last week, Rock is in everything, and we got Rock, and uh, who else is in that?
1: Uh, Jack Black and Kevin Hart.
0: That's right. Jack Black is in this thing again. Okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Jack Black's character is a little interesting, though, because Jack Black's character is actually the embodiment of the female teen that takes over Jack Black. So it's going to be an interesting take to see. Now, Jack Black is a very talented actor. He can do drama. He can do pretty much everything. So... I'm excited to see how he takes this comedic role and if he take, I'd love to know if he took any kind of like help from watching like Mrs. Doubtfire or anything like that, you know, something like that, or, you know, Big Mama's house, Th- things like, things that kind of flip that gender role that, yeah. you know.
0: Silver have you, have, Silver, have you heard anything from Jack Black? <laughs> have you read any interviews that he's done that he's took on the embodiment of Robin Williams from Mrs. Doubtfire? I have not. <laughs> That's shut just, down, he's Jeremy. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, yeah. Well, he's, he's Jack Black. Jack Black does Jack Black, and, yeah, he's Jack But Black. he does it well. Now,
0: now that you mention that, Damien, is that is that now the kids? One of them's kind of like a slender, geeky guy that turns into the Rock, correct? Silver? Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then the the bully kind of kid turns into the short, stocky Kevin Hart, right? Uh,
1: That's, yes yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I I saw that part and I was like, okay, that works. I'm happy that I'm happy to see the the nerdy guy gets the six foot whatever he is, the rock, the massive man he is. And actually, Kevin Hart's in really good shape, but he's just five foot nothing.
1: Hey, hey, hey! <laughs>
2: Sorry, Silver. I'm
1: not even five foot nothing.
2: But one of the things that I loved about the preview for this thing is that when they're going in there and you see. <laughs> You see the scene where you hear Jack Black's character, and he goes, "That is what uh, that that is one fine piece of man or something like that." And it zooms in to Dwayne Johnson, and they they go back and forth, kind of in like almost almost like it's Iron Man, you know, seeing the Iron Man suit. So that's how you see the the kids, what they're you know, you see their face, and then them kind of giving an inner monologue of what's going on, and then it zooms right back out to the Rock, and he's saying, "Don't cry." Just don't cry because he's just like (laughs) taking it all in. And one thing that they do in this, like I was kind of, I was worried that it being based on a video game, that it was going to be too campy. Do you you mean a board game? Yeah, but this is a video game. Yeah.
1: And there's a reason for that. Um, Originally, it was going to be a direct sequel, you know, about the board game. But when Mm, Robin passed, uh, they decided not to change... Part of his legacy, so instead they're kind of making it a a whole new uh, story for for a new era, and I honestly think it's uh, respectful and it's going to be a lot of fun. Not that many now. Of us you play said board games now you anymore. said
0: before the show started, Silver. You said that you were looking at some of the reviews and they're very positive so far.
1: Yeah, yeah. A lot of uh, the screenings, uh, there people are really liking it. It's getting some uh, thumbs up, which is good because. Honestly, without it having Robin Williams, with it being based on a video game instead of a board game, and the total opposite, they're sucked into the world instead of the world coming out. So, I, that's I was that's right, that's I what you mean, Damien.
0: Sorry about that. Yeah, that was yeah. I was yeah. a little nervous. About no, I forgot it, about the beginning of that trailer there where they got sucked into the video game. Sorry, Silver, go ahead.
1: No, you're good. You're good. Yeah, it's like the total opposite, but I i think it's gonna do well. I'm, I'm glad that it's getting positive reviews because I was uh, worried about it there for a while, but. I think it's got a, a good cast, a uh, uh, cast that's really good at comedy. That's for sure. Uh, I think it's. Well, I think do this great. one
0: is more. I think this one's more of a comedy movie than the Robin Williams one. More that was kind of more of a dramatic. Right. Uh. Correct. Okay. Well,
1: as soon as you see Kevin Hart on screen, you know how it's gonna be.
0: <laughs> I just laughed and, looking at him.
2: Well, <laughs> the thing is, is this is is this the second or third team up for Kevin Hart and The Rock? Um, I don't I know for sure the second one because yeah, they, they were in uh they're in that uh CIA one Central Intelligence uh, Central Intelligence, yeah.
0: Correct, yeah. I'm trying to think. I can't think of another one. I think that's only the second one there. Okay. The last
1: Kevin Hart movie I watched was uh, Will Ferrell, so I'm not I don't know.
0: I like but Kevin you know, Hart. I, I like Kevin Hart. He he I think he's he's funny and he mm-hmm. has to be put in the right things. Uh, his last stand-up comedy special that came out that was really well done um i really enjoyed it he we all know he's a good comedian right um i like him teamed up with people though uh, that's the, one
2: of the things i haven't seen a movie that he's just taken on himself yet that i've and, been able to say hey that's awesome he does very good with ensemble casts
0: correct the will ferrell one i can, i'm I don't, i'm not thinking the name So, far. get hard get hard was that more... It's been a while. Was that more Kevin Hart than Will Ferrell? It was... Or that was.
1: It was actually... It was a little more... Like, Will Ferrell was kind of like the main character, but the comedy aspect and everything was more of a Kevin Hart. Um, yeah, I actually I, really like that I, one, but I'm a big fan of uh, both of them.
0: I know I didn't care for the movie. I thought it was okay, but I remember loving Kevin Hart in that movie. Mm-hmm. It's not my favorite Will Ferrell movie, though.
2: Now, see, so you know one of my... It's one of my favorite Kevin Hart films, but it's also the the first time I started like recognizing Kevin Hart. It was uh, Fool's Gold.
1: I haven't seen that one. I know what it is, but That's I haven't seen
2: it. That's the one with Matthew McConaughey. Really? And, That's the uh,
0: Matthew McConaughey movie?
2: Yeah, this the Matthew McConaughey one. Ma- Matthew McConaughey and uh Kate uh Kate Hudson, Hudson 2004. Yeah. yeah. That <laughs> <Kevin laughs> was, was one of the one. first times I noticed Yeah, he was the villain. Oh wow. And it was good. See, was that I, the out
0: of shape, Kevin Hart? He wasn't bulked up yet? <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, he he wasn't bulked up yet. Um, he wasn't too out of shape, but, I mean, he was hiding a lot in, behind his suit.
0: <laughs> it's just funny to me that he is so bulked up now. I know this is off topic, though, but I was watching some of his workout videos on Instagram. He is insane how he works out now. It's, oh Yeah, yeah
2: I, it's insane. He's, there's, I mean, I think that last I heard that he's trying to start. He wants to get out of comedy necessarily and try to get into some actual action roles. That's hence things like that he took on, which a little more of an action flair, uh, such as the films The Ride Along One, Ride Along Two. That was when he started doing that because I mean, and and it's something that I could I could actually see him take on. It would be cool to see him go from comedy I could see to him do a more that. action. Yeah.
0: Little Eddie Murphy.
2: Hipp- oh my God. They, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. or hell, they are making another, they're making another Beverly Hills cop. We talked about this. Have his, have, have Axel Foley's son yeah. in it. Yep. Why not have an uncle? Yeah. That's a good point.
0: <laughs> All right. So next up, Silver, you want to talk about Insidious chapter number four, uh, The Last Key.
1: Yes. Of course, there's. Really not many more uh, horror films left this year. Uh, I think there's one coming out between now and uh, Insidious. But it's December. It's not exactly the horror season anymore. I'm very sad. But um, uh, I had seen the trailer when it first dropped um, all over Facebook and YouTube. Uh, but when you watch it, because I, I, I watched it online and I was like, wow, oh, this, is, this is great. It's going to be awesome. seems like it's really going to, like, wrap up the story and kind of... Uh, dive in a little bit more than the previous ones but when I went and saw Jigsaw uh it was one of the first trailers and when you watch it like sitting way up close in the middle of a theater it's like in your face with how like it, it reminds you it's an insidious film you know it, it's very uh dark it, it kind of like just reaches out and grabs you and, and when just a trailer is capable of that am really excited for this one because she's actually i cannot recall her name at the moment but the uh uh older lady that's in the other films uh is actually going into the nether and basically trying to face her own demons and i think it's really cool it's about time that they uh, focus on her instead of uh a victim
0: oh isn't insidious one isn't that about kind of the child though. It is. Isn't is a crazy kid. That's why I never watched it. It's, it's watching god, the watching oh the psycho gosh. killer kids always kind of freaks me out a
2: little bit. But it's bit. not a psycho killer kid, it's he's 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 got a uh, demonic yeah, yeah. demonic possession which okay. the demon oh my god, like just there's certain scenes in there that still haunt my my nightmares and you know just it's the thing is is that the Tiptoe through the, the willows. That song comes on. I hate and that like, song so much. My my daughter used to be really like when she was really little, she would hear that and she knew it would creep me out and she could do that little Ugh, that little teeny dance the yeah. demon does. Yeah, the tiny Tim dance, and she could do it and it would terrify me. So she'd follow me around doing that, knowing uh, that it scared the hell out of me. And I'm like, little girl, stop.
0: <laughs> and uh, Your daughter, my niece, is a dancer, yeah. and I could see her doing that very creepily.
2: Oh, see, now the thing is, is they had that video going around where the other, and my daughter knows her, she's a dancer, and she actually will flip on her back and do oh. that weird crawl and twitch, yeah. and she'll come down, running down the stairs doing that. That, uh, that style yeah. walk? Legion, Linda Blair, all that yeah, stuff, yeah. and it's just absolutely terrifying. <laughs> and she knows it, and she does it anyway.
1: <laughs> Lord. But yeah, the first two, they're based uh, around the family uh, with the kids. Um, the third one, now the third one does focus on the uh, lady. Her name's Elise, by the way. I had to look it up. It was bothering me. Um, but it's more of a prequel as to how she became uh, in tune with spirits and and kind of developed the p- uh, powers per se. Um, three is actually my favorite of the, the series so far. Uh, the first one, I really liked it, but it, Leaves a lot of unanswered. Uh, second really mm. fills that void. And then three, a lot of people were like, ah, is not going to be necessary. But as a prequel, it actually works really well. And I enjoyed that one. Actually, I, th- I found that one to be the most terrifying out of all of them.
0: Now, I find horror films that continue on the series, one, two, three, four, like we're talking about now, I find that sometimes to drag on a little bit and dilute the original story. And that's how I felt about uh, Saw, because I really like the that first back. two. Well, I'm, I'm I know you've seen Jigsaw. That's why I'm bringing it up. Is that the original Saw? I really really enjoy. this one of my favorite horror slash suspense you know movies. And I enjoyed number two, but then number three, number four came out, and I seen them, but they just kind of diluted the series for me. You
1: have to watch all the way through. Um, I I'm sure I've said this before. Episode seven, or, um, Saw Seven, uh, is kind of. Not great, uh, mostly because it was that 2010 uh, 3D movie craze, kind of like when My my Bloody Ugh. Valentine and a bunch of others came out. Great movie, but, yeah. you know, mediocre uh, effects sometimes. And that was the problem, was they did the effects for 3D theaters. So when you're at home watching it on Netflix or DVD, the blood is, like, really pinkish and really bright, and it's just, it's not quite, it's like, eh. The very, very end ties the whole series together. And that's why when and, Jigsaw uh, was announced... And everyone, Saw 7? Yeah. Okay. The the final chapter. And then when, once Jigsaw was announced, a lot of people were like, well, wait a minute. And it, it really just... It makes sense. ...jumps back okay. up. For me, anyway, it jumps back up to uh, the level of the first three films. And Insidious is one of those, like, instead of dropping off after the first, it climbs. Um, I feel the same way about The Conjuring. The Conjuring 2 is... Like I thought, the first one was amazing, but the second one blew me away, and uh, I'm excited about uh, the Conjuring three coming out next year as well.
2: Awesome! Uh, the, Con- the Conjuring series movies are my family's all time favorite. Following, I mean, because it's they're all it's all based on uh, true stories of true of stories, the, family, yeah. the yeah. families that's gone through it and. Yeah, it, the series—the fact that they created the Conjuring universe, and then you know the Conjuring, the new Conjuring one is—is is the nun, and they're going back and finding that. And we meet what the nun is based off of in the most recent one, which was, uh, which was the most recent Annabelle. I film. need to see that. And, I'm
1: dying to see it.
2: Oh, it's so good. I'm a little uh, broke but, thanks to
1: the holidays.
0: <laughs> Silver, you should get uh, with my 13 year old son and watch all these. Because this is right up his alley all right. He loves the insidious films he loves the conjur- conjuring he loves all that stuff
1: I'm game I watch uh, at <laughs> least one horror film a day. I watched <laughs> three just yesterday
2: That's typical that's that's like typical in our house So
0: silver something else that you're excited about is something we brought up um, probably a month ago, Sabrina, the teenage witch, but it's moving to Netflix now.
1: Man, tonight is the silver hour, and I'm loving it. Uh, I was just going to say, you might think
2: that you haven't been on in a while or something. You know, it's only really been, like, been, like, what, three weeks?
1: Nick-a-night. Like, I'm starting to think you guys We missed miss you, me. Silver. We missed you. There we go. Uh, yeah, I was actually really excited. Um, when we mentioned it before, we were all a little hesitant about uh, the CW, even though Riverdale is so um, successful. But uh, when I got the news today that it was moving to Netflix, I like did a figurative jump for joy because we all know how dark and gray Netflix can be stranger things yep. and, uh, uh, whatnot. So this really excited me. And I actually found out through the same article, uh, Nick and I were discussing earlier that it's based on uh, graphic novels and it's Correct, set yeah. in the Archie universe. I thought that was interesting because I grew up on uh eh, the cartoon a little bit. It wasn't that great, but the, uh, uh, show with melissa joan hart so to see it taken <laughs> away from that comedy aspect uh into uh i think the article i saw uh likened it to
0: it likened it to riverdale from cw that they're going to take it to that dark that dark creepier side of things than the melissa joan hart driven show that was on what was it on cbs or something i can't remember
2: yeah. Well, because they said that this is going to be the scariest TV show ever created, and the thing is, is, is the people get miss or get confused uh, is that Archie had two long-standing uh, particular storylines following the characters, and one of them was really was actually more drama-driven and dark, and that is the one where actually at the end of its run, Archie was killed. Yeah. And. And that one, that is the one that Sabrina comes from. She comes from that particular universe. Correct, yeah. And, and so that's what they're drawing from in those graphic, those graphic novels. And see, I remember getting mixed up with that because my uh, barber that I used to go to when I lived in Oregon, he had both comics sit next to each other for you to read, and I would get confused as a, as a kid reading that stuff. Uh, Silver.
1: Um, I'm actually pulling this straight from bloodydisgusting.com don't
2: (laughs) i love that i love that site i love that site (laughs) okay it makes me feel better
1: uh the chilling adventures of sabrina is going to be the title it's going to be an hour-long drama and it is going to reimagine sabrina the teenage witch as a dark coming-of-age tale that traffics in horror the occult and witchcraft the series is described as being tonally in the vein of horror classics like rosemary's baby and the exorcist yes yeah that's what i said now
2: the other thing is is that she it where it kind of comes along the line of being more similar to uh like Buffy the Vampire Slayer is it's about her protecting her family from the world of the forces of evil correct yeah and the other aspect that I love about the fact is and Silver you're gonna like this is that Netflix is so sure that this is going to going to be good that they didn't just say hey we're gonna go with one episode or no or one season they already booked it for two seasons
1: Uh, 20 20 episodes episodes. yep
2: Yeah. yeah
0: Now, I'm reading here too, guys, is that it's – since we're talking about Archie and Sabrina together, that it is still unclear if it's going to exist in the same universe as Riverdale right now because Ac- they're going to be on two different networks. But CBS is still in charge or their co-production of Sabrina right now. That's going to be on uh, Netflix. Go ahead.
2: So right now, actually, Netflix has uh, suggested that the series is going to stay truer to the comics and thus we will avoid direct connections to Riverdale.
0: Gotcha. Okay.
1: Yeah, I actually just looked it up because, like, like I said, I was unaware that it was a, a comic book. And, yeah, it is set in the Archie universe, and it looks like it's a nice, um, bright and spunky kind of uh, deal, just like the show, which means we should see uh, similar characters like uh, uh, Zelda and Hilda and you know whoever else so um mm-hmm. i think it's interesting that they're giving it a dark turn i think it's going to work out really well
2: so do i because i mean netflix that's the one thing we know netflix netflix does well we got you know they invest well in dark
1: right and they do it very well yeah, speak, yes they
0: do. speaking of that the series of dark coming out that's on netflix is getting a lot of good reviews right now so side note if you're if you haven't started watching Dark, start watching Dark. It looks really good. I haven't started watching yet, but I'm going to. Now, off would the that su- be in your queue? That's in my queue. Yeah, it's <laughs> oh, now my in my queue. <laughs> I didn't realize it was already out. <laughs> but the holidays and everything, I'm kind of behind on uh, TV watching, and there's so many good things out right now. I'm. I grew up silver watching Sabrina after school. Sabrina, the teenage witch. I liked it. It w- you know, it was an after-school thing. Um, I'm, I'm actually excited for it to go into a darker, creepier way. And as I mentioned before, I think like a month ago, they should still definitely episode one kill off Melissa Joan Hart. And that would <laughs> drag me right into it.
2: That would be awesome. So, that, so we're or? all
0: looking forward to uh, Sabrina to come out on Netflix and maybe they'll drop a trailer that we can see. And another trailer that we all saw and I think we're all excited for is Avengers Infinity War.
2: Oh my god, yeah. I've watched this trailer I don't know how many times. I've watched it with my with my son, uh, my middle son. We've gone kind of gone through it play by play. Now, I mean, there's, there's some things that might spoil some films that are coming out, but if there's one thing that I'm not concerned about is that I'm not concerned about them giving away too much. Mainly because Marvel pulled such a you know, pulled the wool over you know, just did such a, you know, one eighty, I think that's the right term for it. With <laughs> yes. Thor, where they put things right out in front of you, but still haven't. Then seen when it. you see the actual, when you see the film, you're like, "Oh my god, that was not what I thought happened." What is going on? And they blow your mind. So that's something that they they're very good with their the way that they put their trailers together and. So that's what I'm thinking is going to be happening with this. We might think we're seeing something, and then when it actually goes to film, CG or other things could be completely different.
0: Yeah, they're they're they they're really good at playing Doc Holliday. You know, they're, they're you, it's your Huckleberry. <laughs> that
2: is a great reference. <laughs> it's your
0: Huckleberry. You know, he has you see him with his gun in his hand, but he has the gun behind him. And then I watched Thor, uh, Ragnarok, and I was like, whoa. I really didn't expect this at all. And we spoke about how well that movie played and how timely based it was for each character because there was a lot of characters into this. Now, in Avengers Affinity War, if you just go through how much, how large this cast is, this is probably the largest ensemble that we've seen in the MCU. This is the largest ensemble we've seen in the MCU. Now, probably. The Guardians of the Galaxy characters, probably they are just in for a minute or so. I, I, I'm i seeing them not being too large. Maybe they come in at the end. And we also see that in the trailer that half of our heroes are in one place and the other half are in another place. So maybe that plays well where they're kind of going back and forth. But with such a large ensemble cast, are you guys worried about it being too diluted or, you know, too clogged?
2: You know, I, I first I think... I would. I worry about that, but then I start realizing how well they have done with the Avengers films. And even though you have so many characters, and when you actually get the amount of time that each character has on screen, you're like, oh man, that doesn't seem like a lot. But when you're watching it, it feels the way that they do the cinematography and everything. It feels like it all like you're seeing all the characters all the time.
0: Maybe like a two-hour-long movie, you might only get Iron Man for nine minutes. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, mean, you you might. Honestly, you know, you might, you might only see Captain America for 11 minutes.
1: Do we have a um, length on this film yet?
0: I, I I just looked before we got on it. I didn't see it yet.
1: So this could be pushing two and a half or longer.
2: I would think three, probably, yeah. or closer to the three mark. And we know I,
0: that people... I, I agree with you. Yeah, I think two and a half hour movie, kind of like The Last Jedi coming out, I think that's kind of what we're looking at with this large of a cast. And now that we're bringing Thanos into it, and actually Thanos is on screen choke-slamming heroes left and right, um, I think that the, you definitely have to uh, definitely have to lengthen this movie to tell this story. And we see in the trailer, Thanos right now has three Infinity Stones. Mm-hmm. Um, did you guys notice that he pulled one off of Vision?
2: I did. Yes. And this is the thing.
0: That made me sad, by the way.
2: Yes. Well, here's the thing. That, you know, Vision loses his... V- Vision... Has, has had things like this happen. Yes. Now, we all, this is why I'm not worried about losing Paul Bettany as Vision. Because he's, he plays a big part. In, and this kind of ruins it in a way for me, though, because he plays a big part in the mysticism that is supposed to, you know, kind of reality and stuff that's taken over the Marvel Cinematic Universe that will lead into Phase 4, which is uh, where... Doctor Strange takes over as the leader. Yes. Because also, they've already announced plans for introducing the twins. The twins being the children of Vision and Scarlet Witch. So, with that storyline already out there flowing around, you know that even if he gets killed off in the first part, eventually, somehow he's coming back because he's got to make some babies. <laughs> He'll you definitely can't make come back if then. You're dead. Yeah. That's a that's a oh, really Jesus. good
0: point. That's <laughs> a really good point. So we see, we do know how he got one of the affinity stones because we see it in the trailer. The other two is still kind of a mystery. We don't know how he got the other two yet, correct?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, we have a theory because here's the thing. We know what the, we know, uh, Silver, you might want to close your ears for this one. We know that at the end of Thor that you see the big ship show up and we know that that is Thanos's ship. Correct, yes. In this trailer, we see two things. We know that uh, the Hulk dropped from the sky. We don't know if that's from space. We don't know what that is. Well, we know he's in space. He's with everybody else. We also know that at at some point, Thor was out floating in space. We know this because of footage that was seen at Comic-Con of the film. And then... What was had what actually happened when they showed the f- the footage here at the end of the trailer, uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy show up,
0: correct? With with uh, with Thor, yes, yeah, and also we do see Thor with his eye patch still, so that looks like they're continuing along. Because I read an article that he was kind of not wanting to spoil that part yet if they were going to continue that as it was. Which wouldn't make any sense if they just put his eye back into his socket. <laughs> yeah. Now, on that, though, spoilers in the trailer, were you – did you get angry at any of the spoilers that you see that kind of spoil where Captain America's been at for the upcoming Black Panther movie? It, it no, did it's silver. F- doesn't nah.
2: bother you, Silver? No, nah, not really. Like for me, I expected him to show up at some point because, I mean, come on, he—he he, Captain America was in Spider-Man. <laughs> so, you know, I expect him to show up somehow to show, you know, at least maybe he comes in in the end um, or something.
0: Well, we knew but, in Civil War that at the end of Civil War, he was in Africa. Yeah. He was there. Um, but we didn't know if he stayed there. We didn't know if he was hiding out there because we knew he was a, 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 a war criminal now. Yeah. Uh, you know they're, they, you know the government wanted him now, um, so it, it just kind of to me I was like oh great so I do know he's there, um, I was I I was like ninety nine percent sure he was going to show up at Black Panther so I was kind of looking forward to that, but maybe now he doesn't show up in Black Panther, maybe they just kind of bypass that movie and he jumps right into that.
2: Well, because uh, Silver, go ahead. Go Well, uh, because here's the thing: is you know we don't you don't know if he's necessarily in Black Panther because also. You got to remember, Scarlet Witch was with him. Scarlet Witch left and was with him. Yeah. Down there. So, if that's the case, Scarlet Witch is down there with him. She's now with Paul Bettany. So she's with she's with Vision. So somewhere along the lines, there was some type of you know truce yeah. or something that went along. So we don't know how long this has been. So he very well may not be in Black Panther.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking now. I'm thinking that he's gonna just kind of bypass that movie. Black Panther would be a complete standalone. And then Captain America shows up in the a new Avengers movie. Yes, Sabrina, or Silver. I almost called you Sabrina. <laughs> I, I have pull, Sabrina on my asses, mind. So,
1: uh, Yeah, he came <laughs> back with that beard. I don't care where he's been. All is forgiven.
0: <laughs> he does have long. He does have really cool Brad Pitt, long hair now, kind of slick back. He does look very action figure right now.
2: He looks like he does in the comic when yes. he went Hydra. So he's very Hydra, Hydra esque right now, which
1: I love because I'm a big Captain America fan.
2: Uh, we 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 all are. Yeah, Captain yeah. America is a huge thing. He's my favorite because he's my my middle son looks up to him. You know, he that when he needed a superhero like that. So when he we when I took him to see Captain America, the the first Avenger. When I took him to see that, and he sees this little guy. And the little guy's trying to stand up. And at the time he was he was a little guy. Now he's he's sprouting up to where he's almost as tall as I am. So I mean it but at the time he was that little guy. Right. And that superhero meant so much to him to see that it Was that figure that you could say, you know, we used to be able to say this about sports figures that you could look up to him like I remember looking up to Clyde Drexler, you know, I remember looking up to all these big game guys that you could literally look up to because they were those type of heroes to children and stuff they were giant models. human beings. Yeah, they were I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, Kevin Duckworth, I remember one time walk- meeting him the first time he walked up and shook my hand His his whole hand went up to like my forearm. To me it everybody's giant. giant. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's something like that where these characters are bigger than life, you know, and we don't have that nowadays. You know, everybody's dirty laundry's aired, everything like that. Granted people make mistakes and everything. So then having this character that is the way he is was such a big deal for children to be able to have children just anybody to look up and say hey this is a hero and chris evans is such a good just genuinely nice person Mm -hmm. that he was such a good person to play the role and i'm not even saying actor i'm saying person because he his actions speak what he is as the character
1: yeah exactly that's why i'm such a big fan of uh, chris evans
0: You're a a big fan of him for other reasons, too. Mm. My husband might be
1: listening. uh,
0: Captain America resonates with every little boy that's in the comics because he is Captain America. And I know his name represents, you know, the United States. So in in the U.S., it might mean more to kids that grow up here than outside of the United States. But when you look at Marvel and you look at comic books, Captain America always is that light and shining, you know, that, that white knight that always comes in to save the day. He's always the for the good. He's always against the Nazis. Or So that character always resonates with little boys, especially when you're growing up and you're in seventh and eighth grade. Then all of a sudden you hit high school and all these kids are in there and they're 18 years old. And you're like, geez, I'm going to school with grown men. And then you hit that age and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm going to school and I got little kids going to school with me now. Because when you're a freshman, you're still that tiny first Avenger. And then you grow up to be Captain America.
2: Yeah, I mean, and that's just... That is a perfect analogy for it. And seeing him come into this... And probably my favorite part of this trailer. Now, I like seeing little bits and pieces of Ant-Man. Because I, I, God knows I love Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Scott, I love Paul Rude as Ant-Man. I Paul mean, Rudd. Rudd, Rudd, Paul Rudd. <laughs> he
0: is rude, though. I understand what you're saying.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was... It was seen how uh, the scene when Ch- Chuctala I think still i still It's hard, there. I know you. Yeah, I can't pronounce uh, it. Either. When he looks and he says, "Get this man a shield," and that was the reveal of Captain America come, come walking up, and the fact that he's like his his suit's torn and it's dark now. It's like it's been painted black, and you know the 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 cult, the, the star's been ripped off, but the shape's still there. Yeah, it just it it's it's a very nice um, kind of analogy of where he was left off at the end of the civil war. And just that little showing gives you so much that it was something that was exciting. You know, it was, it was enticing. You see it, you're like, Oh my gosh. Yes.
0: (laughs) And, and on that point is of when I was saying Captain America kind of runs the Marvel universe, as As the trailer progresses there in Africa, you see uh Bucky, you see Black Panther Hulk is behind him, Black Widow, and they're kind of charging ahead, and we're on we're on Black Panther's stomping ground, but who's leading the charge Captain America mm-hmm. because doesn't matter where he's at, people follow this guy
2: true now I want that that leads to something else, so we have. The film Black Panther, excellent uh, African American driven film, yeah. yeah. It is. This is something that I'm I'm super excited about, you know. Yeah. We, but you have this great opportunity for them where where they where you know that's the lead. Now, do you think there could be any backlash over the fact that they're in Africa and you have Captain America who is white leading the charge in their homeland? I mean, do you think that that's something that you might actually get something back, or do you think because it because it's a Marvel film? because of the context of it that it's not going to be an issue
0: i think that trumps the social context of that is that it is a marvel film it's a superhero film and in any situation anytime captain america shows up in a comic book and it doesn't matter if it's spider-man iron man he's really leading the charge you know everybody follows captain america
2: yeah, and you know the thing is, is that's not just always been Captain. You know, it's always it's been the moniker of Captain America. Because that's correct, that's, yeah. Because it's been the same thing. Because jumping back on that, we know that we know that Falcon has taken up has taken up and been Captain America, and at that time he led the charge. So, so has it's, Bucky. It's the and so is Bucky. Yes. Yep. It's always whoever takes on the mantle that it's, is the lead.
0: You're 100 percent correct. It's not the person because we know Falcon is an African American. Uh, it's it, it's 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 the mantle of of that captain star on your shirt, just kind of like yep. Batman in the d c universe you know I know everybody yep. follows Superman because I'm wearing a Superman shirt people follow him but in any book that Batman shows up, people follow Batman mm-hmm. you know uh, or we Superman
2: know we know that when Batman disappeared for a while, it was Dick Grayson that took up the mantle of Batman because. Mm-hmm. You know, Batman needed to be there. He, he, yeah, he's Nightwing. Yeah, he's this. But you know what? He knew that Batman needed to be around.
0: Yep. yep. Now talking about the MCU and Marvel, there's another thing that Agents of Shield's big reveal here. I do not know anything about this, Damien.
2: So this is I did not. You know, I was I saw the whole Disney Hannah Montana thing going on. I never understood it really. You know, my Hannah Montana. Was way, Hannah Montana. Way Hannah too, Montana. Yeah. But. What's been interesting, though, is that there was a TV show that it's, it's actually, it's no longer, you know, being produced. It's it's all reruns. My daughter actually will put it on when she, whenever she's got free time. She just has it on. It's her white noise. She watches it. She knows every line verbatim of this series. And I'm talking about Liv and Maddie. And this is a Dove Cameron-led uh, series. She plays both Liv and Maddie, twin sisters, What? is interesting about it is is that one of the sisters is an actress and and uh musician and she portrays a lot of the stuff that's kind of been going on in the marvel cinematic universe and not just cinematic universe but also in the comics where gender swapping stuff's been going on like i remember in an episode of this show she takes on the role and there's a reason why i'm talking about dub cameron here is that she takes on uh, this comic book hero I that gets that put one. into a movie. And this is uh Tristan Lycan and who happens to be a space werewolf. And they talk about this. The brother gets all excited that his sister's going to be Tristan Lycan. And so it goes into talking about all this stuff and that, well, oh my God, they're gonna do a ginger swap and all that stuff. And they talk about it. And it's kind of uh, it was cool because this all happened. This is how Disney works. Disney is Smart, smart business. They did this introducing that type of option of things happening to a young audience. The young audience was ones who was watching Live and Maddie. People like my daughter. My daughter lives and ble- breathes Live and Maddie, and, and other stuff that Dove Cameron's in. Dove Cameron is also in uh, Descendants films Descendants, mm-hmm. Descendants 1 and Descendants 2.
1: Can you tell him a Disney Channel fan?
2: Uh, so same here it's in our household kids, so. it's always on
1: <laughs> i just yeah, like I it
2: <laughs> but everybody loves disney and then the other thing is is that dove cameron's character one of her char- her character also played another superhero uh and i forget i'm forgetting the name of voltage she played voltage which was a tv series that went on and then passed the power on to uh the characters love one again off again love interest in it and all this stuff and it, it was a pretty good series Um, I mean, it actually was a really good series. Well, you haven't heard much of her, Dove Cameron's work, other than some of the Disney stuff she's got on. Well, you know, when you have a series that's kind of more directed, you got your Marvels that are directed to more adult, you know, the gifted, the things like that. But then you have your Marvel that still kind of sits more with like how the the movies are, a little lighthearted, still does some dark stuff, but for the most part, lighthearted. It's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. How do you get yourself... Connected to that family dynamic, other than bringing on someone who has will bring you the viewership of tons and tons of little girls or little kids that love the actress. Dove Cameron is coming to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And that was just revealed this week.
1: I'm actually glad that you said uh, that you know it would bring in a bunch uh, tons of little girls. It's a great way to introduce little girls to uh, superheroes instead of just like oh that's for mm-hmm. boys. Bringing in a character that they really love, you know, an actress. Um, like you know, I'm 25 years old, and I could name any actor or actress that's on Disney Channel. So I understand that um, uh, acknowledgement recogniz- uh, recognition. Um, but I think, you know, aside from doing specific female roles like uh, Wonder Woman, that doing things like this uh, really helps uh, broaden the uh, audience and, and bring in more younger and, and teenage girls. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, and because...
0: Oh, and, if, and as they're young and they start watching this and they like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and they start branching out, and now you have a fan for life that will, you know, take this on
2: and then pass it on to their kids. Mm-hmm. Now, something that I hope from this, and I hope that Disney pays attention to this and pays attention to the character, and if the character takes on, you because know, they haven't started filming Captain Marvel yet. So my hope is, is if her, Dove Cameron's character gets enough traction, I would love to see them take her character and put it into the Captain Marvel film.
1: Oh, yeah, I agree. That'd be awesome. Okay. And Dove's a because great actress.
2: She is. She is. Now,
0: let me ask you this. You said that in the Disney show she becomes a space werewolf
2: in one episode She plays one like, one, one episode yeah it's actually oh. with a few episodes because her character her character is an actress so she takes on a film which is called Tristan Lycan or it's called Space Werewolves but the main character is from the comics it's called Tristan Lycan who is this werewolf in space sci-fi thing well then they did this is during the time when we're talking about you know like the gender the gender swap of well we switching it out to being Thor to being female and it being the mantle that is Thor, not necessarily the name.
0: Same with like Iron Man.
2: Yeah, and stuff like that. So all this stuff was going on and then it was kind of like, hey, we know what we're targeting. And then Disney just flipped that in and you don't, you don't really, you don't think about any of that stuff. And then you see something like this and it's like, you guys are thinking so far ahead that this is almost scary. DC, this is what you need to do. Oh, but wait, guess what? Other stuff is getting purchased. Uh, something else big with Marvel. Fox is basically closing the deal. We they were off. They were off. You know, not going to deal with Disney. Fox is now basically sealed the deal with Disney. Disney has for, the first thing that happened was Disney purchased outright, purchased uh, the the films from Fox of Avatar. Avatar are now Disney films. Wow. Which makes sense considering the fact that Avatar World and all that stuff is in Disney World.
1: It, which is amazing, by the way.
2: I haven't had a chance. I want to bad. The
1: Flight of Passage is the best ride out of all four parks.
2: <laughs> now, that was the first thing that happened, but they're actually, it, they are really close to confirming their full sale of getting all the Marvel characters all under basically one roof, aside from the Sony ones.
0: That's a That's a huge, huge, huge news. Um, We talked about this last week or the week before, how Mm -hmm. I really wanted to see X-Men versus Avengers. So I'm crossing my fingers on screen here that that happens. I think that's an easily done movie. Yes, Silver.
1: Oh, I was crossing my fingers with you. I'm all that. You're agreeing with me? Good.
0: (laughs) I just wanted to say that if it was a space fox and I was trying to make a bad joke here, but I'm going to go ahead and hang myself here uh, on that point, I was going to say, is she in the new Rampage movie then? But we'll just move on from that. We'll act like I didn't think that up at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now you also have here that Robbie confirms another Quinn film. Uh,
2: yeah. So uh, Robbie, uh, Mar- Margaret Robbie. I mean, she is all about DC right now. Like, uh, I'm I'm about ready to say that if she has it her way, as long as they pay the money and she gets to be able to have, keep the creative control of her character i think you could have a a anti-hero slash villainous that would be similar to the dc's version almost of wolverine because god knows that i mean i actually as time gone on has gone on i actually liked uh uh, i actually liked the suicide squad but it took me time and listening to soundtracks to do that but the one thing that was always across the board was I loved Harley Quinn's character portrayal. She
0: was the best thing about Suicide Squad. She was the only redeeming factor from that movie that I thought could progress in this world or DC could could push forward. And if, if uh, Harley Quinn's standalone movie with Margaret Robbie, I mean, take my money, please.
1: I was actually about to ask that because I mostly due to the reviews and even my own mother of all people saying like oh my god that was just not good i i haven't gotten around to seeing it even though i'm a really big uh you know batman joker like all that fun stuff i love that stuff um i was wondering if her portrayal of quinn was actually decent because i you know i love harley quinn oh
2: it was it was beyond decent her portrayal she is harley quinn can you yeah
1: that's
0: that's that's how it is that's and you see even like through the Halloween costumes and even the new comic book drawing. I'm uh, sorry, the the illustration looks a lot like uh, Margaret Robbie now. The new cover that came out uh, two couple weeks ago now. I I haven't read it since then, but uh, it's basically just drawn. It's Margaret Robbie now. <laughs> that's that. Uh, that's how it's drawn.
1: Uh, compare her to um Quinn from the Arkham games.
0: That's two different things though for me though, because okay. Quinn from the Arkham games is the best. Uh. I, I'm a big Robin fan, so I love Robin and in, in those games. That's my number one. Uh, but she, the the video games, uh, the way they portrayed her was was perfect too for me.
2: This is a film that she's been developing herself, yeah. so she's going to be writing and directing this. Uh, it's a sep- it's separate to the proposed Joker and Harley film, the as well as the Gotham City Sirens film and the Suicide Squad sequel. This is her, and this is a quote from her when she was speaking to MTV. Uh she says it's hard to talk about because this stuff is under lock and key, but I've been working on a separate spin off for Har- Harley or of the Harley thing for a while now. It's a totally separate one there's a lot going on right now, and honestly I don't think anyone knows what's going to be the next thing to happen, but I think everyone is keen to get Harley back on screen, so everyone is working on lots of different versions of what that could be
1: okay
0: there yeah so so the joker Harley Quinn um standalone movie was the first thing talked about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i didn't care for i didn't, I, I didn't care for joker and suicide squad I, it was okay I, i'm not gonna bash them too hard and and it's hard from the nolan films you know to mm-hmm. portray that role again it's kind of stuck in my head and maybe a lot of people's heads but i think it could be done yeah Go ahead. Dan.
2: now she also goes on to say I want to see Harley with other women. I kept saying when we were shooting Suicide Squad, she needs her girlfriend. She needs other girls around her because she loves that. And you see it in the comics. I mean, you always see her teaming up with, like, Poison Ivy. And stuff. Poison Ivy, so, yeah. Uh, she loves meeting people, any people, but she needs a little girl gang. That makes me excited. Because, you know, the thing is, is that, I mean, that sounds a little wrong to be saying that makes me excited, <laughs> but the thing is, is that it's it goes along with the thing that we keep saying about earlier. we talking about, you know, seeing... how. Uh, Cameron or dove cameron coming in stuff that you know, little girls look up to captain captain marvel you know wonder woman all this stuff you know what yeah margaret robbie's uh harley quinn is crazy as hell but she also in that crazy can be something should she's strong and a leader a lot of the time you you could technically say that she is something that a little girl could look up to
1: you really can't complain about anything that gets uh, young girls into uh any form of marvel or dc uh universes because there's just so it, there's something for everybody and it's just both sides have uh a lot of uh you know like a really good role model aspect it doesn't really matter who you're a fan of you know i'm a batman fan i'm not a you know vigilante or anything but i i've adored batman <laughs> since i was two you're years not a detective I, you know what, sometimes but no i wish <laughs> uh yeah like i've been a batman fan since i was like two and that's what got me into comics and everything uh as i got older
0: now dc needs to grab onto anything that was shining light like wonder woman and Margaret Robbie's portrayal of Harley Quinn and Suicide Squad—they need to grab onto those those characters and push them forward, and bury the trash, as <laughs> I like to say. <laughs> uh. Now, talking about DC, we also have something that I think all three of us are extremely excited about, and that is the announcement of the or the trailer that came out, and the announcement is the Batman anime, basically Ninja Batman. <laughs> now the first the first thing I want to say on this is that rewatching the trailer again and two trailers had dropped because I watched them back to back and they're two different trailers, a lot of the same footage um was that Joker was going hand to hand combat with Batman. Now that's not something we've really seen before, and they're on top of a rooftop and it was just an old fashioned samurai sword battle that was amazing. I'm am so happy this is happening. I'm so happy that Joker can just hand-to-hand combat with somebody. Uh, I love Joker, so this this is, this is really exciting me.
2: Yeah, the art style in this is very, very gritty. I really, really like it. Now, Silver, you noticed something on this in particular about the art style, and I didn't see it I did, it was like on the tip of my tongue but I didn't like I couldn't register what exactly it was and then you just shouted it out and that was uh
1: the animation style reminds me a lot of Attack on Titan but more three dimensional which is not a bad thing.
2: No. No, you can see that the that they used, you know, they used animate they used a blending of cell animation along with computer you, know, a computer, you could see uh, the computer, yeah. Uh, Attack on Titan yeah.
1: does the same thing.
2: They do when the Titans come in and they do that kind of matrix spin around stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, so yeah, I, I do concur. Have we look to see if this is done by the same artist?
1: Um, you know what? It mentioned, the trailer mentioned these uh, artists from uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. It mentioned uh, the music is by the guy that does JoJo and Psycho Pass. Um Let me look.
0: Yeah, and this trailer too. We and it's a, it was only like a three minute trailer the first one, but we do get to see a large, uh, ensemble cast that is in the Batman universe. We see we see Harley Quinn, we see Joker, we see uh, Catwoman, and then there's a scene where Batman is sitting down in a little tea house, and he's he's drinking some tea. And behind him, I see Nightwing, I see Red Hood, and I see Robin.
2: You also see in front of him, you see uh, you see Alfred. That's what right. Yeah. What's crazy about Alfred? is that even though he's got his little, he's he's got his his hair pulled back, Alfred resembles extremely closely to the 90s Batman series, Alfred, the which series, I just, yeah. when I saw that, I was like, that is awesome. It's an awesome throwback.
0: quite ahead, Silver. Uh,
1: so the only person that is um, listed so far for uh, the animation department is, let me scroll back up to his name, uh, Takashi Okazaki, um, he is a writer and director for Afro Samurai and Basilisk. Um, the only other things that he's done animation for, uh, character design for, is a video game that I'm not familiar with called uh, Fury. But uh, yeah, no, that he's the only one listed so far.
0: I see in character design, uh, I cannot pronounce that name, but from Afro Samurai. And you can kind of see that a little bit too with the hair um on joker kind of the way it mm-hmm. flows with the wind and everything like that you kind of caught that a little bit and i'm ai love afro samurai series
1: it's anime it's batman it's my two favorite things rolled into one it, it, it can't lose
0: <sighs> it is ninja batman it is an anime series that i think we're all going to be looking really really for damon did you want to add anything else to that
2: no I'm. i, you I know, thought you were looking me, something up there so no 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 for me Anime has always been hit hit and miss with me. I've as I've gotten older, I've started to like it more. When I was younger, I had certain ones I liked. Now, uh, like I, I always liked when I was little. Voltron was a big deal to me. I loved Voltron. You are so old. I also, <laughs> <laughs> I also, I also really enjoyed uh, Ninja Scrolls. Ninja Scrolls was a huge thing with, and so it's been. But it was kinda of hit hit and miss with all with all my the different different ones I watched. But this is something I can definitely get behind. I oh, really yeah. like it and it's involves characters that I know and like. And, you know, it's I think that some of the that stuff that wait. you
0: look into is that anime growing up for me wasn't big in my household. I kinda of discovered it on my own. And how I how I really got into it was actually Afro Samurai. And I think that was just because it was the the, uh, the advertising behind it, and it was on just basic cable, was easy for me to access. So maybe that's why I I dug into it, and then after that, you know, I started watching like Ghost and Shell, which is you know a famous, but I really enjoyed that, and then I kind of branched off from there, into Bebop Cowboy and stuff like that. You know, those are pretty famous anime shows, though. Uh,
2: then one of the other ones uh, that I didn't. I was gonna say was uh, Robotech. Robotech was a big thing, but I didn't find Robotech. Robotech was an older anime, and I didn't find Robotech until after watching one of my favorite favorite animated series, which was Exo Squad. And Exo Squad was one of those darker, super super dark, uh, uh, you know, nineties uh, two thousand. Yeah, it was late nineties. Early 2000s. Animated, early, no, it wasn't even early to that. It was late nineties, late nineties, uh, animated TV shows, and it was it dealt with uh, it was a science fiction war, and it was just crazy craziness. But I can talk, I can talk Exosquad for days. I love that. Used to collect it, but it introduced me to Robotech because they blended the worlds together. So then I went back and found Robotech, and then I got into the Robotech uh, tabletop game yeah. actually. Awesome.
1: Uh, On the subject of anime, I uh, I haven't really watched any series lately because I've been so uh, busy with uh, hospitals and doctors and school and everything. But I do start my winter break um, next week. And then I'm off until like the middle of January. So I'm planning on going through some of the uh, fall series that are currently airing on Funimation and Crunchyroll. So I will be discussing some of those uh, in future episodes uh, probably... Leading up to, uh, if not after Christmas.
0: Awesome. Now we know that DC has some problems with the live action movies. We know they're trying to work these things out. A lot of directors have come, come out for the standalone movies, Aquaman Flash. So we have stuff to look forward to. But one thing that DC and Warner Brothers has always done well is their animated shows. And I think everybody can agree with that. So Ninja Batman, look for that in 2018. And that is for our hype train this week. A lot of things to get hyped about. A lot of things that we're looking forward to. A lot of things coming up. And now we're going to jump right into our queue. And this is Silver Week. It's all silver all day. Always. <laughs> Always silver. And Silver, you've been watching something on a hulu Bay show. That's a future man.
1: (laughs) You know, I'm always skeptical. Um, I've never watched uh, a Hulu original because I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm not into the originals. Just let me watch uh, a movie or some family guy or something. Um, But I happen to be a big longtime fan of Josh Hutcherson. You know, like, I mean, like, from way back before uh, the Hunger Games. Although, side note, I have a keychain attached to my computer desk right here with his Hunger Games character on it. But anyway... Uh, Journey
2: to the Center of Earth. Uh, yeah, uh, Zethera. Uh, yeah. Uh, so... Oh, Zethera was great. That was like you're talking back when he was yeah. He was a kid.
1: Like, um, yeah, Bridge that's to Terabithia. one of my kids'
2: favorite films. That was amazing too. Mm-hmm. The Disney as well.
1: And so when I heard about it, I saw the trailer and everything, and I was like, oh, this should be good because I adore him. He's a great actor. He's funny. Um, and then I kind of forgot about it. And last, it was last week, last Monday or Tuesday. We were watching the new episodes of uh, Family Guy and Bob's Burgers. And afterwards, usually it jumps straight into South Park. And this time it was like, oh, up next, Future Man. I was like, oh, I keep meaning to watch that. My husband's like, yeah, sure, let's go ahead. And we ended up watching eight episodes that night. We haven't had a chance to finish the last four. But we have we binged watched the first eight.
2: Yeah, I'm about I'm probably about four or five episodes in on that. And it, what's nice about it is is this is another one of those things when we talk about some of our shows. This is a 30-minute episode. Uh, tv show that's oh is it Mm -hmm. yeah so it's 30 minutes so you can but again because of the way the content is on it they this is how you know you got a good 30 minute show that it feels full yeah you can get a full story in it or they might bridge into the next episode a little bit but it's still it's funny and it's it's well done like it literally makes me laugh out loud
1: I personally, and it probably helps that I just watched it uh, right before. The humor uh, and the styling in general kind of reminds me of uh, Family Guy. It's a, uh, it's raunchy. It's sh- it's a little uh, shocking at times. It's pretty random, but it works so well.
2: Oh, uh, we're 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 charging. We're getting ourselves so overcharged. <laughs> can, can you guys
1: do that somewhere else?
2: <laughs> Why? We're almost fully charged. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, he, I love
0: random just random one liners oh, that so totally make sense. And they're out of the blue. You know, like a Bob's burgers or family guy. Oh yeah. And they just hit you and you're like you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Thirty seconds later you're like, that was really funny. I gotta go back and laugh at that.
1: We uh ended up laughing so hard it it hurt. And it's been a long time since I've watched a, a live-action show like that. Because, I mean, you know, Family Guy and Bob's Burgers and even The Simpsons and stuff. Like, we sit and laugh our asses off every week. Saturday Night Live always, you know, kills me, but I like slapstick. So, for a scripted, yeah. um, non-live uh, uh, show like this, it, it's really... it do, You don't get the chuckle that you get out of... Uh, how I Met Your Mother or The Middle or whatever else you might watch. It's actually like uh, holding your stomach. Oh, my God, I can't laugh anymore. And you, pause it for a minute. Funny.
0: All right, so last on our queue, guys, we didn't have a gifted episode. They took a break for the holiday week for Thanksgiving. Well, so it's um, two weeks. Ouch. Yeah, two weeks without a gifted episode, which is okay because it gave me a chance to catch up on a couple other things and watch Punisher and stuff like that. But we did mention last week that we wanted to touch on another character, so this week we're going to touch on gifted Polaris Laura Dane. Now, Laura Dane is an old, old, old character. I believe she first came out in nineteen sixty eight if i'm not if I'm not wrong Damien
2: mm-hmm. that is exactly right
0: and she and she was first introduced into the x men comics as somebody that had mutant abilities but wasn't really sure how to control them either um or she was trying to control them and she kind of got strung along by characters that eventually would be in the brotherhood and something that was behind magneto to try to get her to use her powers for you know their own evil doings she runs into iceman and iceman kind of directs her towards the x-men and she becomes a long-standing person for X Men and X X Factor, um, and it's the Uncanny X Men number four thirty-one that she was first introduced. Now, there was we know a plurus has the same mutant abilities as Magneto or close to them, um, the ability to uh, move magnetic objects, metal. Now, in two thousand three it was confirmed that Magneto was her biological father. Did that surprise you at all, Damien?
2: Not really, because we know, you know, they mention it. This is one of the things to stay true to the comics on, is that in the newer, you know, Michael Fassbender, I did not mess up on his name, Magneto. (laughs) uh, He's known as kind of being a playboy. And, Correct yeah and the thing is is that he he honestly is cuz i mean uh, quicksilver and scarlet witch are his children
0: and and where are they born <laughs> <laughs> not in the united states
2: <laughs> no so it's like he's got he's got his children all all over the place and it depends which continuity you also say because the one in the one in the marvel cinematic universe or the x-men cinematic universe is uh you know a little different there because they're born he's born in suburb of america now one of the things about this though is is that this kind of ties in more though It, it it they they utilize this because we've been trying to pinpoint where exactly this takes place. What earth does this take place? Does this follow the comics and or or the or their cinematic X Men universe? It does follow the cinematic X Men universe in a little bit of ways because Lorna uh, her original like. The original love interest was kind of started off as Iceman, which got her to go to the, I'm going to follow the good guys. Yep. But then, very quickly, and it became, you know, the father, you know, they actually had children and everything together, was Cyclops' little brother, Havoc. Yes. Now, what's crazy about this is, I started thinking about this, because if you remember Havoc, Havoc was always drawn with like, you know, Cyclops was, was fit but slender, Havoc was always his huge chested like kind of barrel chested guy barrel barrel chested blonde uh kind of looking quasi or surfer looking dude uh uh, lorna she actually looked very similar some uh, very similar even in in art style to rogue and so much so that when the in the 90s toy line they actually when they first released her very first action figure havoc was his own his own design but Lorna uh Polaris she was just a uh, rogue repaint I and just think in a green
0: like, and just into a green costume
2: wow. yeah, green hair and all that stuff, yep but um the the what's interesting about this so we know that in the cinematic universe that they flip flop things and that havoc is the older brother and havoc died in apocalypse, so havoc being the older brother, dying in apocalypse fast forward to now time, you know that can't be her her love interest her love interest is eclipse which creates which but the characters um one thing that's interesting about eclipse is is that the gifted blends original characters with long-standing characters yes now Eclipse is a unique character to the series. He was created for the series. However, it has. Uh, we will go into more detail on his character next week. This one's about Polaris. Uh, the Polaris's connection to Magneto and to the Brotherhood, and the Brotherhood being mentioned. I am curious if it will be flat out said that that's her father. Because the thing is, is that the director of that that's of the of most of the episodes has stated that the director and one of the writers, uh, not, not Brian Singer hasn't said this, but the director and the writers have both come out and said that Polaris is, in fact, in this universe, Magneto's daughter.
0: I just want to go back and say that X-Men, Uncanny X-Men 431, is where they introduced Magneto as being her biological father. She was actually originally in X-Men 49. 1968. There's no way it was 431. So I just want to restate that before I have an errors and omissions so. <laughs> there.
2: But what was interesting about that is at one point they said that she had come. You know, Magneto. It was basically told that Magneto was was her father, and that was kind of the way that he. But then later on, Iceman, how he got her to how he got her to fight Magneto, was that he told her, you know, that she was her parents died in a car accident. A plane. Well, in a, in a plane in a plane accident, sorry, and what later on you find out when it was revealed is that Magneto actually had her memory wiped, so that she would not, yeah. remem- not remember the incidences that happened. There was an accident, but Magneto survived; her mother perished, and that he w- so he did it to actually protect her. And that's where it fast forwards to you know, two thousand you know when it when it's actually.
0: Yeah, at first she doesn't want to fight her father when she finds out that Magneto is her father. She, she can't go up against him. But later on, that does change when she finds the truth out. Um, Polaris also was part of the X Men for a small part, but like we said, she had a love interest with Havoc, and also engaged to the Havoc. There's a whole storyline where Havoc leaves her at the altar. Um, so she was a long standing X Factor and a leader of the X Factor in the, in the books. So Polaris has been around since 1968, so we know she's another direct contact with the X Men. Damian, and mm-hmm. we talked about last week how Thunderbird is. So Thunderbird and Polaris have both kind of co-founded the mutant underground.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not just it's not just Thunderbird. Now Thunderbird might have been put in charge by the X Men and the Gifted series, but after looking into this more, we do know it's almost like polaris and thunderbird should be neck and neck there now in the series we see thunderbird that takes more of that commanding role and um, but the last episode we did see polaris trying to train the younger mutants and take more of a leadership role in the show
2: which is interesting knowing this more about the character this is one of the things that we're kind of you know cuz we've been all along we've been trying just to like judge the show and try to figure out who things are and that's when we kind of decided you know what Let's go. Let's go Westworld deep on this. Let's go in and in, 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 in. let's start. <laughs> let's start picking on oh, picking characters each week, and and telling you a little bit about them. And that's why that's when we it's become even funner for us because we're looking into these characters. We're figuring out you know these characters what makes them tick, where they begin. Oh, are they a new guy? Oh, there's some cool information about this. Now we're about ready to end end this episode, but I want to tell you that next week's episode is going to focus. On Eclipse, the love interest of Polaris, and there is some interesting factors that are coming that that are coming uh, along with his character. Now he is an original character, so yes. but we still have a lot to talk about on that character, where his connections lie, and some interesting factors that the writers are utilizing and that could bring in some heavy hitters. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs>
0: So without an episode to really dig into, uh, we just wanted to touch on a character since we mentioned it last week. Uh, next week's episode is outfoxed. <laughs> Get it? <laughs>
2: you know, outfoxed, is that the factor that Disney outfoxed them and now Disney's buying them? Dang. <laughs> <laughs> that was harsh. <laughs>
0: All right, so that is our cue for this week. Short and sweet. We had a lot to talk about for the hype train and a lot of good things to look forward to, especially my favorite, Ninja Batman. So we're going to sign off here, and where you can find us is at Radio at ninjapancake.com. Uh, Geekologist on Twitter, minus the T for, restriction care, for character restrictions. You can also find us on the web at www.geekologist.com and www.ninjapancake.com. Geekologistradio.com. And you can also find us at podcast at geekologistradio.com. Correct, Damien? That yes, is correct. Sir. So, Silver, Silver is biting her dog right now. Silver, can <laughs> we find you at mypuppy.com or where can we find you at?
1: Close enough. Uh, sorry, I have a little bit of help this evening. <laughs> uh, he knows I have pie. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Silver Soul X10 or Silver Gaming USA,
0: which is a great website. I've read a lot of your articles. It's coming along really, really well. Thank you. And Damien, where can we find you?
2: You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Damien Nash, all one word. Also, you can find me working on oh, Sorry, We're on vacation for a little bit, so jumping right back into it on the Facebook page, putting out articles, anything that we, we follow that we like, we post up, and then we give our own thoughts along with the article from the original authors. And uh, you can find that at Kika Altus Radio on Facebook. And please join up, mention, jump in, everything. And eventually that will be places where we will start posting up contests and things like that that we have going on.
0: Some giveaways and stuff. Awesome. And you can find me at NickMPDX on Twitter, all one word. And that is it.